All right, good morning, everyone. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being good Catholics, right? It's the fourth Sunday of Advent. It's also Christmas Eve. Thanks for not trying to pull a two for one, right? Just go on Christmas Eve and have it covered your Sunday obligation, right? No, thank you for being here. Uh, your, what's your plan? Are you going to do double header? Go into the nine and then the nine? Nine and then the five? Or are you going to wait till tomorrow? I don't know what you're going to do, but you have options. You have options. I could just preach until the five, and then you'd already have your seat and you wouldn't have to leave. I won't do that. Your reward for coming this morning would be a shorter Sunday homily than normal. Here's the thing God's in charge. God has a plan. He has a plan. He's in charge. What we remember at Christmas is that God has worked in human history. All the prophecies leading up to Jesus, it's all part of God's plan. That He's in charge. Right? And he's never ceased being in charge. Right? Even to our current day. Our challenge is this. That sometimes we want to be in charge. I think for two reasons. First, because we're sinful. We're rebels. We have rebellious hearts. And we'd rather be in charge than God because we want our way. But then also this, and this is probably more to most of us here. Sometimes we want to be in charge because we don't think God's in charge. Like we know the right answer is that God's in charge, but it's not really the real answer. It's not really the way that we live our lives. We live as if no one's in charge, and therefore I need to seize control and try to make sure that things work out. That's the cause of so much anguish and angst and worry, even to our own age, and maybe especially in our own age. So a simple message, that God's in charge. He's in charge of the events of the world. He's in charge of our church. He's not ceased being in charge of our church when there's confusion because something comes out from the Vatican or this or that or whatever. God's still in charge. We don't have to seize control and try to make sure that things work out the way we think they should work out. That's a story in all the scriptures comes up over and over where even good people think they need to be the one who is the primary protagonist. We see it in today's first reading. Here's King David. King David, who is a great figure, very relatable to all of us because he loves the Lord. He really does love the Lord. He has great love for God. He also is very human. And he can sin very greatly. That's just like us. But also this. King David, he can repent very greatly. So he's a good figure for us. So here's King David, who has been honoring our Lord and has been rewarded for it. He's now the king. And he recognizes that he's living in a palace while the Lord has still been dwelling in the the tent of the dwelling is what it's called. So King David decides he's going to be in charge. and He's going to build a temple. And then God intervenes. And he reminds King David of this truth. Thus says the Lord, should you build me a house to dwell in? It was I who took you from the pasture, 
and from the care of the flock to be commander of my people. I have been with you wherever you went, and I have destroyed all your enemies, and I will make you famous like the great ones of earth. I will fit a place for my people Israel. I will plant them so that they may dwell in their place without further disturbance. The Lord has to remind the king, no, 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 I'm in charge. I'm in charge. You're involved in this plan, but you're not the one who makes the plan. That's good for us to hear. The church wants us to hear that at all seasons. That's why I think the church in her wisdom gives us this gospel for the fourth Sunday of Advent. We know the story. It's angel Gabriel who comes to Mary and announces the plan of God. And then Mary, as the first and the best disciple, responds with the whole of her being and says, Fiat, let it be done. Let it be done to me according to your word. See, God's announcing his plan. And Mary's saying yes to it. That's the thing. God could come to us however he wanted to come to us. But he chose to come in the way that he came and to involve real human beings in that plan. Mary is the first and the best example, but she's also the model and the pattern for us to follow the way that she walked to cooperate, to be a co-worker in the way that she is a co-worker. God's in charge. Mary understands that. She responds, but she responds with all of herself. The Greek is very strong. Sometimes we hear the Latin, fiat, let it be done to me according to your word, right? But the Greek is strong. Mary isn't passive in that. She's not like, let it be done. I guess you're in charge. No, she says, all of me. I want to do this. Let it be done. Let's go. I'm in. I'm all in. And isn't it interesting that what we celebrate at Christmas, the way we celebrate our Christmas, what we know Christmas to be, it's not possible without a human yes. We don't have the little baby Jesus without Mary's very courageous yes. We don't have the beautiful scene in Bethlehem without St. Joseph's yes. All throughout God's plan as it unfolds, he's constantly drawing humans in who are free to say yes or to say no. That's true for this day and age. He wants to involve us to say yes and to say yes in a particular way. To say a yes that is full of trust. So we look at the situations in the world. We look at the situations in the church. In our own families, in our own hearts, God is in charge. He is sovereign. He has a plan for each and every one of us. Individually, and collectively as his family, the church, in this day, in this age, with all its questions, with all its confusions, God is in charge. 
He has a plan, and he wants to involve us. The challenge for us, and it's a great challenge, is to be simple enough to trust him, to truly believe that he is sovereign, that he is in charge, and to make our yes, like our ladies, let it be done. I know you're in charge. Notice when she says yes to this plan, she doesn't have all the details. She has hardly any of the details. And yet she knows the one in whom she trusts. She knows God. Brothers and sisters, you have faith. If you didn't have faith, you wouldn't be here. 9 a.m. You'd say, no, I'll go later. If I go at all. You have faith. The one you have faith in is trustworthy. He's in charge. And he has a plan. So may we say a very trust-filled yes to that plan. May we say it with the depth of our hearts. In saying yes to him, we begin the great adventure. Nothing like following Jesus. And there's no greater time, no more important time, than to do it today. So may your yes be strong. May it be full of faith. May it be full of trust. The one you say yes to is in charge. He's absolutely trustworthy.